On today's episode of Gaming the System, I'm excited to bring you an interview with a great friend and huge inspiration of mine, as well as many others, is Pauline Narvas. Since graduating with a degree in biomedical sciences, Pauline has gone on to become a full-time programmer at one of the largest telecom firms in the UK. She's done a ton of work to empower and uplift people, especially women, to get into tech, and it's no surprise she has such a large and dedicated social media following, to which Pauline shares everything from fitness and travelling to mental health and her ever-growing plant collection. What a lot of people don't know, however, is the role that gaming played in her development as a child. You'll learn more in the interview about how gaming was a coping mechanism to escape from bullying and other problems going on in her life, because in the virtual world she was in control, and she could be free of judgement. But, as Pauline got older, she realised that gaming was having such a detrimental impact on her life that something had to be done about it. It's a great interview, packed full of insights and emotion, and I hope you have as much fun listening to it as I did creating it. You'll even learn a thing or two about how you become a programmer without any experience whatsoever. Also, just a quick note, I did have some audio issues throughout due to internet problems, which is just one of the issues of being in Thailand but I've done what I can to work around it. Sorry about that, and hopefully it doesn't detract too much from the final product. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Let's get into the episode. Pauline, hey. Hi, how things, hello. How are things going? Good, yeah. It's a bit cold here in the UK, but um, that's life. <laughs> I was actually, that was actually going to be my first question. I bring in the small talk and (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I think it's gonna be a lot of this this whole podcast it's gonna be one hour of small talk (laughs) but I'm kind of jealous actually it's like 32 degrees in Thailand and uh, have that any day (laughs) no I I I sweat I'm hot all the time it's like it's just uncomfortable the flies it's I'm kind of jealous of the uh of the three three four degrees <laughs> people are getting yeah, back oh, oh honestly it's not it's not ideal right now but um <laughs> i always get quite down this time of year um but i always try and keep myself busy because otherwise the weather will just affect me so badly <laughs> i'd rather be in thailand right now <laughs> i think a lot of people would but speaking of uh, keeping busy why don't you tell people at home who you are what you do uh, just give a quick introduction about yourself. Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Pauline Navas. I'm current. It's really difficult for me to like introduce myself because I do so many different things. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult. I don't know where to start, but I'll start with, with where I'm from. So I grew up in Sheffield in the UK, but now I currently live in Leeds. So for those who don't know, um, Sheffield and Leeds are in the north of England so I'm a northern gal <laughs> and um, and so yeah I grew up so I pretty much grew up in Sheffield and now uh, I live in Leeds originally I'm from the Philippines uh, and I think that's why I just want sunshine and I want to swap with, with James right now because I'd rather I'd rather not be <laughs> in like two degree weather right now yeah so in terms of what I do so I 
currently work at a uh, huge um, telecommunications company in the UK as a digital engineering graduate. Once I finished university, I moved on to um, to the real world um, and started <laughs> working in, in the corporate world. And now I, um, uh, so right now I'm um, on a graduate scheme and what graduate schemes are is uh, they, they're, they're like too long, year programs where you have the chance to rotate different uh, between different teams so right now <clears throat> I'm working in um, platform services um, but before I've done different rotations and different teams in like web development and architecture so um, it's all really really exciting I'm not from a technical background per se but I did do a lot when I was younger so when I was growing up I did lots of and coding and development so I really loved building websites and I used to have this like little side hustle when I was eight years old <laughs> where I used to... <laughs> I didn't even know side hustles were a thing then but um when I was eight years old I um I used to build these um, HTML websites and then I set up a little like bit sort of like a small business type thing I ate like seriously I had this was a hobby of mine but yeah um i i basically converted i started converting html websites to wordpress websites you know uh that was just html to a php and it's quite complicated for people who aren't familiar with php so i used i taught myself how to like do that um because i was already like um using wordpress for my own like blogging platform so um so yeah i used to do that and get a few like 10 pounds <laughs> eight pounds <laughs> so yeah my parents used to be like what are you doing because uh, they used to think i would i was like selling viruses or something i don't know if they were I, that's not what I'm doing, but but yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> such a pair of things to say. Um, and yeah, so then um, as I was doing that, I built up this uh, blocking platform, um, and it was named various things when I was growing up. But right now, it's called Pauline, but um, it's spelled uh, P A W L E A N, um, which is sort of like a little spin-off from my name, and I have like matching emojis with it. It's fantastic. Right now, I have. Um, few right now I have a few um uh, quite a few people who read it um who've been reading it over the years so um it's just my place to share what what I love um what I love doing um topics I'm really interested in so um right now it's a lot on tech it's a lot on um health it's a lot on just lifestyle stuff so it's a lot of everything it's basically me really uh, but it's, it's been really cool it's been really cool because I've got to share with a lot of people around the world and and yeah so that is a very long-winded introduction but let me <laughs> quickly summarize uh, so yeah I work in tech right now um, as like a day thing and I also have my own blog and I used to sell um, websites <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> so yeah that's me wow that was, uh, <laughs> was a lot more than I was expecting. Very long. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll just cut all of it out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of when you were younger, I want to get into the 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 meat of the podcast, I guess, straight away and start talking about gaming. Um, mm -hmm. Because I know you mentioned to me that you first started gaming with um your parents your dad introduced you to fight force which i looked up and it looks like such a quintessential playstation one game like 
<laughs> it's like so blocky. So it looks great. They don't make things but... like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's not something I've heard you mention so much on social media about your previous history of gaming. Um, like how much you played, what your what your favorite games were when you started. Can you share a little bit about yeah, when you started gaming, how much you were gaming during your childhood and, and then how it progressed as you got into school? So um, I have I have quite fond memories of gaming, actually. You know, when I think back, um, I think uh, it got a bit rough, like when, when I got, when I let it take over, but like, I'll talk about that in a bit. But basically, um, yeah, I started when I was around, I want to say like five, six years old, uh, when I first uh, started playing on uh, my PlayStation. So my dad actually gave it to me when I was uh, when I was when I was younger, and we started playing like um, games on it, um, including things like fight fight fighting force. Um, but we played <laughs> loads of different games. I remember just enjoying it because I got to play with my dad. Because basically, um, when I was growing up, uh, a lot of my family uh, and my pa- my parents were sort of all over the place. So my mom was abroad, and then my dad was um, in the Philippines with us. But then he'd go abroad, so we so it was really nice when he would actually come home and see us. So uh, by us, I mean my, me and my twin sister. Um, so uh, <laughs> when um, during during the time when he came he came back um, and he got he gave us this playstation um he also helped it, me and my sister sort of like use that as a way to like not remember him but because he was about to go again um and it was just really really good memories with, with him because we used to play like like hours hours on end yeah. just playing fighting force and you know <laughs> i just i just really I really enjoyed Fighting Force because um, if you look it up, uh, for those who aren't who aren't aware of it, but um, if you look it up, it it's got like four different characters that you can choose from, and basically you try and save the world from this evil, corrupt corp- corporate guy thing, who also was like had supernatural powers or something like that. Um, and it was it was just really fun <laughs> because I used to, I used to play I used to play this um, really badass. Um, I forgot. I think her name was Mace. Yeah, this really badass like character. Her name was Mace, and she had this like red jacket, and it was like super cool. And I thought that she's super badass. And then my dad used to play this massive like hench rock level guy. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just, a, it was a good like. Um, it, it was really good because it really reflected on who we were because like I just wanted to be like this little like cool badass but girly like character and then my dad was this massive like hench <laughs> uh, and he is quite hench in real life as well so, <laughs> so yeah it was really cool and, um, yeah I used to I used to love it because um his character he, he was so powerful but he couldn't run so every single time we had to run away from the bad guys instead of fighting them he would just like die immediately and it was just so fun um, so, so i really enjoyed that when i was um when i was growing up uh when, once we finally all moved to the uk uh, my dad bought me a playstation 2 and that's when i started just buying like every christmas my parents would get me a new game uh, on my birthday I would ask for a game and it just sort of built up over time one of my favorite games when i was growing up was um this game called Ratchet and clank and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you've heard of that, James. I was obsessed with that game. Oh my god, it's so fun, <laughs> isn't it? 
when I was growing up, my family friends would like come over and we'd all play it together. But then I also started finding other games like um, there's a there was a game called uh, Beyond Good and Evil and a yeah. similar one called um, o- Oni Oni, um, and that was created by um, the people who created Halo and and Destiny. But but those two games. I call them out because um, up until that point, I was always playing games that had male characters. So um, when I found like a game with a female lead who who wasn't like Lara Croft, not that Lara Croft was terrible, but you know <laughs> what I mean, who were, were a bit more, um, who were a bit more like, I want to say serious, but but yeah, that's a whole different conversation. I could talk about women and the gaming industry, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, <laughs> But basically, yeah, I love those games because they were they took female characters seriously, and it was it was really fun. I loved having the um, strong female leads. I found it really cool. And I think when it started getting for me, um, when my, my addiction, I, I guess, started like um, appearing, I guess, um, it was definitely when I started playing Halo and Destiny. And I think for me, it was. Yeah, like, you know what? I love Halo. I loved all the Halos. Uh, I love Destiny. I always have a special place for it in my heart. But um, it was just, it it got me, it got me to a point where I just, that's all I would think about. And the thrill I got from especially playing with other people online was, was fun. Like, I I absolutely loved it. And uh, it it was great, but it got me to, um, it sort of kept me in a in a box where I literally would not talk to anyone else. It was just all about the people I spoke to over like Xbox Live or whatever. And sometimes the people I spoke to on Xbox Live weren't very nice anyway. Um, but I sort of just yeah. joined in, and I think um, yeah, and I think that's where it started. It all began. I'm not going to talk about this too much, but basically, Halo and Destiny was when um, I start around that time. I started dating this um this guy who is now an ex but um this guy who um who was a very serious gamer and i think being with him um and you know having halo and destiny as our like little thing that we do together it, it got it got to a point where it was sort of like the thing that was holding our relationship together and as funny as that sounds it's so true it's like it was the thing that was holding us together i mean it wasn't a very good relationship by the end of it so um so yeah i think <laughs> i think destiny and excess gaming def- definitely had a big impact on that because honestly sometimes we wouldn't even like go out to have dinner we wouldn't go out to see each other we'd just see each other on xbox live and that really says a lot doesn't it <laughs> it's pretty hard to build a relationship when you're only seeing each other on halo uh, or at least having a, a, a successful relationship. And I mean, it reminds me of times in the past I've been in relationships, except it was just one-sided. Like I'd played, I played games all the time and they, I don't think any of my girlfriends actually played video games. I'd, I'd love to see what it was like from their perspective. Um, but yeah, when it came to gaming in school, you mentioned that's when it really kind of took hold with Halo and uh, all that stuff. Do you think it was purely that you wanted to play video games so much or were there other things going on that were causing you to escape into video games? Well, actually, it's interesting you say that because um, I've started to 
talk more about this this topic uh, on social media and on my blog and stuff. But basically, when I was growing up, I had um, in at school it was a really tough time for me because um, I was bullied quite a lot, and I, I was bullied for virtually like every everything that's that I was I was just bullied for everything but I think the things that stuck out to me the most that I remember that was the most painful memories anyway were um definitely um how I looked and uh, I was bullied for how dumb I was um and how people viewed me as someone who just wasn't very good at anything um and I was also very I, I was also bullied because of of my blog and everything I tried to do online because uh, it wasn't really a big thing back then whereas nowadays you get like five-year-olds doing doing what I used to do when yeah. everyone's like oh my god that's amazing but I was like I used to do that everyone called me weird but, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um but yeah so when I was growing up it was just it was quite difficult and um sometimes just getting away from from school and then coming back home where I can literally just not talk to anyone and just focus on completing like a mission or level up or whatever um, or create a new character where you know I could be be myself and I could be um, I could be myself but I could also be anyone I wanted to be so um, you know the thing that I remember the most was probably um, Destiny. Destiny is the the one that's fresh, freshest in my head, but um, on, on Destiny, during that time, it was it was just nice to be able to um, log in, level up, do really well on missions and the and other you know um, quests and stuff. Uh, but I also love doing um, PvP on 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 uh, Destiny. Oh, it was yeah, really yeah. fun. Yeah, because oh my god, I got <laughs> that was addictive. I stopped playing the actual main quest on, on Destiny, and I just started focusing on PvP. And eventually, I got so good at it that like I started getting addicted to being like the top player. Um, and it made me feel good, to be honest. Like um, having having that escape from from school, where you know everyone is just saying horrible things about me, to creating like teams um online where i could talk to other people who were who want me in their team and who value me even though it might not you know equate to anything in real life it was just really nice to know that um they they cared and they saw they saw me quite highly even though um in real life um in, in at school people were like oh you're you're a bit you know, you, you know, taking the piss out of how I looked or how I wasn't good at anything. So it was just nice to be wanted in that in that community, yeah. I guess. Um, and it gave me a sense of confidence that I've never, ever had, like at school. Um, I wasn't even confident at school, even though I knew that, you know, like one one topic, one subject that I knew I was really good at was uh, computing or computer science. In computing, I was really, really good at it, but I still wasn't confident. But when when I'd go home, log into Destiny, I knew I was the shit. Uh, so I knew I was really good. Uh, it, it felt nice being good at something. And, you know, I think another layer to that was that no one knew what I looked like. And I could literally just put on like a helmet on Destiny or make my character blonde for the day and no one would care. <laughs> so it was just yeah. it was really nice. And I think the only time like I was maybe judged on... Um, 
uh, or like in, in in the gaming world is when um, I remember when I first got my first headset. Um, very excited to speak to my online friends and you know my my little guild. <laughs> I went on and everyone. So so my um, before so on Xbox Live I was actually called uh, Pauline, like uh, Paul, you know P A W L E A N. And then um, before before then though I think I had a different username. I think I changed it in the middle, but basically. Um, I had another username and it was called uh, Pablo Bob Chan, <laughs> and, and I can explain. I can explain. There might be still traces of it online, but let me explain. Um, I was really into art as well, and I really liked Pablo Picasso. So I was like, you know what? That's my. That's the first bit of my name. And Bob was like, I don't know. I just randomly added Bob in and Chan was because I really liked anime um at the time uh, but that's a different <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different like, conversation so I created this whole name Pablo Bob Chan it's really really embarrassing but yeah so when I got my first headset and I started speaking to everyone people were like shocked like people were shocked <laughs> they were like I didn't know you were you were a girl I thought you were like you know one of those guys with like a, a female uh, avatar and I was like nope yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think that was the first time that was the first time I was like judged like properly judged but then after that people got used to me and as you know as I continued to level up and just like wreck everyone at pvp it was just like, <laughs> no, one cared. no one really cared so um it was it was just really nice and I think um I think it actually led to to me not doing very well at school even though uh gaming was something that made me feel happy and made me feel like um confident in my own skin um I still uh, I, I wasn't doing very well at school and I remember having really really tough conversations with my parents because they were like you you can't fail you can't be getting f's all the time you can't be getting e's all the time you need to focus um and and yeah like I tried to explain to them when they tried to take my xbox like I was like trying to explain to them like this is such a big like you don't understand how happy this makes me feel because because they weren't aware about the whole bullying situation um I think Uh, that was because um I wasn't I didn't want to tell anyone about it and I didn't want to tell my parents especially about it because I didn't want them to see to think that I couldn't handle it myself if that makes sense um and I think that's why I kept it quiet even though my sister um saw it all she was just like I can't believe you're just letting that happen but yeah so then I remember just telling my parents like please don't take my xbox because it's really important to me it's really really important to me like it got to a point where I'm I was literally there like crying like my eyes out trying to tell them not to like take my xbox or switch the internet off because I really need to get online and it's just yeah it was it was it was tough but um eventually I did open up about being bullied and you know it slowly started getting better but um gaming was the place for me to go because I just didn't feel like there was anything anywhere else for me to go in in real life so so yeah (laughs) so many people in our community say the same thing gaming is or was the place where they could escape and be someone else because their real life the person they were in real life wasn't living up to who they wanted to be or people were bullying them and uh, i think it's such a common common problem that when people jump to demonize video games and say that they should be banned or everyone should like stop playing them i think people need to realize that 
when you're in that situation, there's not really anything else you can do. Like you can, someone can tell you that you should quit playing video games and like focus on studying and make new friends and do all that stuff. But it's, it's really, it's not that simple, like at all when you're in school and you're getting bullied and all these bad things are happening to you. It's, it's not something that you can do. And a lot of people don't seem to realize, um, like this is specific to our community. We get the odd person who, uh, shouts out that <laughs> gaming's evil and no one should do it. But yeah, it's, it's when you're in positions like that. And I think it can be, it can be a tool for good. Um, Oh, definitely. Like, you know, I'd, I don't know where I'd be if I, uh, if I didn't have my, you know, somewhere to go to. I mean, nowadays I feel, yeah. I recognize, I recognize the community that I, that I had, that I built, uh, it was a community of people. And now, um, you know, now I understand that people and connection is really important. And that connection, uh, was something I found, in the gaming world in the gaming community so that's why um i think that's why i hung on on onto it so much so so yeah i don't think if i don't know like if i go back in time if i could go back in time and tell myself to um to stop gaming i think i would just <laughs> yell at myself i would just be like yeah. what are you talking about i'm not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd go back and buy bitcoin i think uh, i'd meet uh. you actually <laughs> <laughs> um so when because you don't play video games now do you or at least maybe not to the same extent i don't actually play video games at all okay great <laughs> <laughs> so like when did you stop or when did you realize that it might have been getting in the way or what caused you to stop uh, yeah right so uh i think uh, i can think of several different things that happened that made me sort of take a step back but um i think the main things that um that i remember is i i realized that gaming might have caused me a few problems when my attitude towards others changed so for me it was like the people closest to me because um you know they were the i guess easiest people to like lash on um but basically um i started getting super aggressive uh towards people i started um you know yelling at my parents and uh you know sometimes like having horrible fights with my sister because you know she'd want to go to sleep and i'd be god how rude of her <laughs> yeah we you, we used to share a room and it was really it was it, it was probably too much for her but yeah we used to share a room and you know, it got to a point as well where like my relationship with my parents weren't very good because they would like, for example, my mom would be calling me down for dinner and I would literally just fight her. <laughs> I would just be yeah. like, just just fight her for no reason because I was so focused on completing uh, whatever I was doing on a game that if anyone disturbed me, I would just lash out for, for no reason. Um, and again, another thing was um, with, with my friendship group. Um, so people used to, um, 
you know, invite me out to, to dinners and, you know, parties, birthday parties. Um, and back then I was just like, no, I'm not hanging out with any of you. Um, I don't, I don't want to go. I just want to be with, I just want to be with my games. And it was the same when my parents took me out, tried to take me out to, um, you know, to their own like little gatherings and parties and whatever. But I just refused to. And even though, even if I ended up going, I would just sulk the whole time. And, you know, when I finally took a step back, because I was feeling really angry all the time. Like, I don't know. It was when I think back to that time in my life, I just remember feeling so negative and so angry and so like weighed down by my own, by, by my own emotions um, that I just felt like, actually what what is the root cause of cause of this and um, I started becoming more aware as I as I became more aware of myself um, I started having I started looking at what behaviors gaming um, gave me so for example um, I, I didn't sleep very well and this is this is crazy uh, for anyone who knows me because they know that um, <laughs> I love sleep like I tweet about sleep uh, maybe 90% of the time but I absolutely love yeah. sleep now and I can't even I can't function with less than eight hours sleep nowadays like I need good quality sleep but back then I wasn't sleeping very well so sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and um, I'd, I'd just switch on my console and play uh, in the middle of the night um, and it was annoying because before I got my headset I used to just have it come out of the TV so I used to try and like have it at the lowest level so my sister wouldn't wake up but also that my parents didn't know I was on it um, but then like it was so obvious the next morning with my when my eyes are like super tired and I'd go down and my parents were like what the hell were you doing did you not sleep why did you not sleep um and it just wasn't worth it for feeling like shit in the next morning it just was not like I don't I don't drink at all but I feel like when I was gaming and I wasn't sleeping very well I feel like that's what a hangover would feel like I don't know but it was just horrible um and um at the same time like um with sleep uh, my health in general wasn't very good so um i i got into this now i think back at it, it it's it might have been sort of like a um a degree of an eating disorder of some kind i'm not sure but basically i um i started skipping meals uh sometimes because i just wanted to focus on my games but then i also started eating too much uh and not literally like um i'd ask my sister to get me like uh loads of crisps from downstairs and then I would sit there gaming and eating crisps and not moving for probably like 12 hours maybe like more than that 12 hours a day um and then I remember once uh I think it was like during PE um I was uh, we were doing like a jog around um the field so we have like we my old school had this like field where we could do like all these different sports and stuff it's it's a massive field um and I remember just like being unable to run for like longer than I don't know like it was like a minute and a minute in and I was like I can't do this and I literally sit out and just sit there and just like I just would I just refused to because I just didn't have that cardio um um like I just didn't I couldn't run I just couldn't do it and like I didn't I think it was around that time I became more self-aware that you know I really let myself go um and then that because of 
um, you know, excess gaming and then eating excessively. And then, you know, when I started being more aware of that, I stopped, I started skipping meals and then I just got into this really bad eating um, habit that I think was sort of like a di- eating disorder. Um, so yeah, I've gained a lot of weight and yeah, I just, it was horrible because as I started like distancing myself from, from, from uh, these bad behaviors, I was like, this what what is causing me to act this way what is triggering me to to be to be mean to other people to not care about myself um and it was it all led back to prioritizing gaming more than anything else it it all came back to the fact that i'd rather like level up than um i'd rather level up than go downstairs and have a meal with my parents it got to a point where i'd rather um level up or like finish finish a pvp game with someone than i don't know doing my doing doing my homework or um like working out and making myself better i cared more about leveling up in a game than I cared about leveling up in real life and oh my god that was amazing because (laughs) that is true (laughs) sorry that just came out of nowhere but like it's so true because like (laughs) now now I think about like now I think about me now it's just so crazy like I am so obsessed with my health and I'd rather I would rather any any time of day I would just rather um focus on myself than any fake game could give me and yeah, yeah I think I think that's that's why that's that's when yeah. I started realizing that I can't I can't do this to myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for those listening who don't know who Pauline is, like she gets up super early, like works out in the gym, <laughs> always talking about like packing on a squat, like um, <laughs> increasing her numbers in the gym, like super into weights and health <laughs> and fitness, and so it's it's incredible to hear like how you got yeah. how you've gone. From that uh, how old were you at that time when you were going through that like eating uh, disorder phase kind of thing I think it was around I want to say 15 16 17 18 ish uh, yeah to have that awareness to think like what right what's causing this problem how can I go about fixing it um whereas contrast for to me and I just kept playing games <laughs> I just didn't really enough about it um yeah like through university and it was eventually I think I was 19 or 20 when I first stepped back and thought right I need to do something um but yeah during school I was just obsessed with my big one was Call of Duty um oh yeah Oblivion, oh, Skyrim and Halo like those four games were well, well once once you start getting online and playing with other people and realizing that there are other people like you out there I think that's when it gets really addictive because you know when I was playing like Ratchet and Clank for example it was just for fun it wasn't like addiction you know but it's when it became like more of a community that that's when it got for me anyway it got too addictive yeah it was I think that's what I was like in school because like I was like you I was better than pretty much everyone else (laughs) <laughs> that I played with and so I could compete with all my friends and like beat them all and do do whatever but when it came to university I found myself going into single player games a lot more because um, I'd moved away from all my friends and like I, the schedules didn't really line up with my online friends too much so it would every single night um, 
so I we had maybe two pieces of coursework to hand in every week at least and I'd be doing I'd <laughs> I'd like hold them or I'd I'd not do them until the day before and uh and then I'd just play video games all night and then start my coursework at about 2 a.m like six hours before it was due um and I did this for every single piece of coursework so like maybe 60 or 70 pieces of coursework over the year every exam um so I studied physics so we had a lot of exams like 10 exams every single one I revised the day before because I was playing video games and it was like the same things like Dark Souls single player game Skyrim single player game um and they just I don't know why what it was it was like an escape for me just to get away from the difficulties in my life and just ignore everything because it's like you said earlier when you're in the game you're a different person you're in control of your life you get to dictate what you do and like there's no there's no failure in a video game there's <laughs> nothing can go wrong and so it's it's great to get away to get away from that but if we kind of fast forward in your life a little bit and contrast like what what your life was like before to what it's like now um or like how different do you think it would be if you didn't stop playing video games well yeah because you know i have thought about this because um i think about this is really strange but i always think about how my life would have been if i did something different if i instead of um realize for example uh, in this case instead of realizing that i had a problem um what happened what would have happened if i just stayed the same and i continued doing what i was doing and i think it sort of scares me a little bit if i if i'm if, if i'm being honest because um i can't imagine um being being like this i guess quote unquote like successful um if I continued these like those negative um, like habits, um, I'm really glad that you know that I've I've sort of taken control now because yeah, like I said, like I don't I don't play video games at all uh, anymore, but I sometimes do get a bit of an itch to. Um, I'm not sure yeah. if <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else feels like that, but I'm I'm sure pe- oh, people every do. Every but... single person. <laughs> oh, good. Because sometimes I feel. Yeah, I just sometimes feel like um, whenever I see something new, like, for example, I don't want to talk about it too much, but Fortnite, oh my gosh, when that started (laughs) um, taking off, when Fortnite started taking off, I was like, I bet if I put in the hours and got addicted to it again, I, well, addicted to gaming in general, I would be really good at it because I would watch, I would, I used to, um, when it first came out, I started watching, uh, and it became really popular, I started watching YouTube um, gamers play it. And I was like, oh gosh, like it looks so straightforward. I could totally level up and be like the best, the best <laughs> gamer in this game. This is like, it looks easy. It's fine. And I actually did uh, play it. Um, I actually played it uh, for about like half an hour um, when I when I got back um, home once. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me give this a go. And I hated <laughs> those thirty minutes because I just started becoming like exactly how I was before. I started getting really competitive, really negative, and I started feeling this like 
it's I can't like it was like bad energy in my in my body I can't it's like it it's like tense it's just I felt super tense all the time and when I was playing that game that I was just like I can't I can't play this anymore and I just stopped um and actually over Christmas that's just that's just passed um I went back home to Sheffield and um I was doing a big like decluttering session there and I found loads of my old games and consoles um and I know I and I was like oh my god I need to get rid of these and you know as I was putting them away uh, getting them ready to to box them and donate them to other people um i i couldn't do it i actually took them out and i asked my sister if she has any like space in her room because i virtually don't really have a room in at home anymore i just have like a tiny place where i could sleep because i, d- I don't live there anymore but basically i am um, i asked her if she could keep them because i just couldn't part with them like i know i know like gaming addiction is very is is a very negative thing but you know when you get out of it and you look back back at the time you were excessively gaming it can be a really positive thing because now I look back it's like oh my god I've grown so much and you know but some people just people some people are different and you know not everyone can like take a step back and be very mindful of their their um their habits but but yeah so I actually ended up just leaving them with her because I just couldn't I I couldn't do it like I literally sat there for an hour and I just couldn't do it I had I had to just give all of my games and uh, leave them in a little box and give them to my sister because I couldn't I couldn't let them go um I felt sad um but at the same time I was like in the future I'm I'm sure I could I'll have enough like willpower, I guess, to, to let them go. It's just they had loads of good memories and stuff. So, um, yeah. so yeah, and I think like it, it's 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 a good like for me that decluttering example was a good example of a a way for um, for me to uh, move on with my life a little bit. Like I know I'm not fully moved on because I didn't end up throwing them away, but I. I feel like it helped me. Um, <laughs> I think it helped me see that actually it's it was a part of my it was a time in my life, but now I've moved on and I'm in a better place now. So yeah, I, I don't think you need to like I, I I don't know. It's different for those games that you played when you were like a kid. Um, yeah, because um, I wouldn't have any trouble getting rid of Call of Duty, like absolutely no trouble. But if I had to, no. No, because that was like my teenage, like when I was 15, 16, and a pretty dark time in my life. But if it came to getting rid of things like Castlevania on the PlayStation 1 or um, some like really old games I used to play with my parents and my cousin, there's so many memories tied into it that I don't think... I mean, there's no danger of me ever playing those games again. I don't think TVs can actually run... (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if they have the cable connections to, to plug in a playstation one anymore or, or a mega drive or something <laughs> do they still have scott i can't but but yeah it's like i think there are some things that it's nice to hold on to and be nostalgic about even just a little bit um even though decluttering is like a great great thing to do great exercise for a lot of people there are some things which are just they have too many memories and um yeah, I don't think it's it's the worst thing in the world if you keep a few <laughs> keep a few games with your sister. Um but yeah, it was it was interesting how you mentioned that when you went back to gaming, you kind of got that bad energy back. You turned almost back into the person you used to be. 
because that's what I experienced completely when I like relapsed recently when I was in Vietnam. Um, like I was, I started watching gaming streams and videos and then that progressed into like, oh, I'll just try it. I've got the willpower. I've, I haven't played in months. Like, um, yeah, I convinced myself that it'd be fine. And then within two weeks, I was playing like 12 hours a day. And <laughs> much to the chagrin of Cam with Game Quitters, it was a, yeah, it was a pretty bad time. But one thing I've always noticed when I'm gaming is that I just become bitter and angry and arrogant. And I stop talking to my friends and going out and neglect my hygiene. And and it's just this this whole life that I've built up in the last year or two, like to be able to travel and work in the around the world. It's like, I know that if I play games for weeks and weeks, I'll just throw that whole thing away. And I th- I think it's a big thing for people in our community who try to quit gaming and struggle with constantly relapsing is that they never reach a point in their life where their new life is now better than anything they could have in a video game. And I think you're in a similar place. Like you've got a, you've got a great job, you've got, you've, work well you've got a great relationship and things like going really well in your life you've gotten to a point where you're in a better place than any character or any experience you could have in a game and uh i think that's one of the the most powerful parts of quitting gaming is getting to that point where you can look back and have the self-awareness to realize that like my life is pretty great right now and gaming is just going to mess everything up and and you never want to go back to that that dark place that you were that you were once at exactly exactly what you said uh names i think like for me it's whenever i think about gaming and i thought about it a lot over christmas when i saw when i was packing all those games away um when i when i look back i was like you know they hold really great memories because they were fun but at the same time that period in my life is over now um and I'm a completely different person and if I go back there it feels like I uh, I'm not taking a step forward towards what I actually want from my life so like now I can't I can't even I mean even though I I couldn't let go of those games I can't picture myself ever sitting down again and gaming for like 12 hours I just I just can't do it to myself and I feel like I've built enough, I've built so many great habits. I've built a fantastic like life now uh, where I'm independent from my parents. I'm in a dream industry, working in technology, like coding and um, doing everything I want to do. And I feel like if I did like ever look at gaming again, um, I would just look back and think, wow, th- those were great times, but also I'm a completely different person now and i can't can't do that to myself anymore (laughs) funnily enough i've actually been thinking about trying like a a 30-day experiment where i try to play in moderation like an hour a day or something or a couple of hours a week just to just to see what happens like document the whole thing vlog about it yeah i don't know (laughs) I i don't know like i mean like at the end of the day gaming isn't bad it's just the way you approach it if you're playing like 24 7 like seven days a week and that is literally your life that's when it is a problem that is when you have to you have to try and like 
be aware of that or let someone else has to let you know that actually that's not healthy but I think like you know casual gaming and gaming with other people like uh with with your friends or whatever here and there isn't bad like I'm never going to say like get stop gaming everyone needs to stop gaming it's not that (laughs) it's something we say all the time yeah we're not anti-gaming like at game quitters we're not we don't tell people to stop gaming we just tell people to be mindful of how much they're playing and just you should probably not be playing 30 or 40 hours a week like (laughs) but people get so defensive like gamers are so yeah i just want to uh kind of finish up with a topic that's a pretty big part of your life now and it's a a pretty big thing that a lot of our community like are interested in um they they want to learn more about it and that is coding so i've i've been through it myself like i started i taught myself to code uh, last year i think like starting with front-end web design and turning that into like a side business and then progressing it to what i'm doing now but a lot of people go from gaming to coding or programming i think there's a lot of similar like skill sets a lot of the same kind of technical, logical thinking. And there's something about seeing, like having tangible, having something tangible that you can create, um, like build something. Yeah, I think um, this, if you could start just by kind of talking about how you got into the world of like tech, what you do, what you specifically do in your job, um, like what languages you, le- you know and you use and, um, just kind of give people an overview of like how you went because you didn't do computer science right you did biomedical yes I did biomedical sciences so how did how did you progress from having no like no background in CES to getting into programming um so basically um like I said earlier I just I I found myself loving um you know, building these uh, HTML websites when I was younger. And it was because like, it was, it was actually quite, it's really strange, but I was um, inspired by, uh, do you know the game uh, RuneScape? I'm sure you, I'm sure you know. The oh, game come RuneScape. on. Yeah, of course. I, know uh, okay, I, don't, I don't know why you ask anymore. Like, <laughs> every single time oh, I've asked, like... it's, I think it's because, I think it was because one time I asked someone and they looked at me so blank they gave me the like they were just like i have no idea what you're talking about so then now i have to ask everyone even Today. though i know it's quite yeah it's just weird like everyone <laughs> should know that anyways <laughs> so um yeah with 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 the runescape i was i was playing it at the time um when i started getting into coding um and it was because i I, I I was playing it for a while and there were parts of it that i really just hated and i was like you know what like how do they make I remember asking myself, like, how do they make these games? How do they, how does this RuneScape thing work? And I remember, like, digging deep and, like, Googling it and trying to understand um, what, what it was what it was made out of basically and how they made it so then um at first i was like oh okay so it's on a website so at first like building blocks i need to learn how to make a website so then um it sort of just took off from there i started learning html css javascript um i really loved it i absolutely loved um just just building websites and seeing what i've what i'm coding 
come to life and then that sort of stuck with me because then I sort of like I started focusing on just uh, front end Um, and then I continued gaming on the side but then I cared less about (laughs) actually going into game development it was just about these websites that was just so magical and wonderful Um, and I started uh, blogging on on the websites I used to make I made all sorts of websites I even made like a high school musical fan site uh, that had loads of people. Like, I know it's embarrassing, but no, no, <laughs> I gave you my old username, but I have to tell you. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> it's the best film ever. But, together, um, yeah, rolling. Rolling together. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, like high school musical. Uh, I used to make these high school musical websites. And then uh, I even made like, um, websites relate that that were focused on games I wanted to make eventually. So I, I used to I used to draw characters of um, like avatars that people could one day create um, in in a game that I would have made. So I used to like draw them by hand, and then I used to scan them, and then I'd like fo- like I'd Photoshop them a bit and add a bit of color and stuff, and then I'd upload them onto like this website that I built, and it was like just a work of art to be honest. It was just all my artwork of these games, <laughs> games I had in mind, and these worlds that I wanted to build. Um, but yes, yeah, so I never ended up building the the actual game itself because I just focused on front end because I I really enjoyed making all the different blocks and. <laughs> moving things around and uploading the pictures and making um everything perfect so that was fantastic love that and i think in terms of like learning how to code for me it was literally just a lot of trial and error like i can't stress it enough like nowadays you have so many resources uh like coding courses that you can complete and that's fantastic it's honestly like there's there's so many fantastic courses but i think in order for code to actually stick in and you know for you to actually develop the skills that you've learned from from the, these courses is to like try it yourself without um without following a course per se it's you just need to learn you know understand the fundamentals of a language and open up your laptop and um, open up your text editor and just start writing and that's where that's when um, it starts to actually stick i'm not saying like don't look online for like guidance obviously do that but also like <laughs> yeah because it, it's take it's still like you know i still google like how to center a table you know <laughs> i hate yeah, centering yeah. on csv oh, yeah. <laughs> you know like how to flex box you know all that stuff but i still do that <laughs> oh, I just... <laughs> oh my god that's a whole story if this was a dev like <laughs> podcast i would go on i still don't know how to center anything <laughs> with css <laughs> God, (laughs) Um, but yeah. So um, I just feel like it's really important for people to um, open up a text editor, just start writing, and build something um, from from there. Um, If you want to start, like for any newbies who are listening, uh, I think front end development is the way to go because if you're someone like who has like like me who has um, more of a visual way of learning like html css javascript is the way to go it's it's very like visual and then the logics are like it you know they sort of just creep in as well and you develop it over time so definitely trial and error Uh, another thing that i only recently learned like over the last few years is um 
get involved in coding communities. Um, I don't think coding communities were really a thing back in the day, but nowadays there's so many of them like across the world. Um, and even then, like if you can't go get involved like with a coding community in person, you can always get involved with the ones that they have online. So one I recommend is um, Code Newbies. Um, they have, I think it's codenewbies.com. Um, and they have a fantastic Twitter account where they literally talk to newbies about what they need to be mindful of with getting into tech and getting into like coding and learning and stuff like that. So really good community i wish i was part a part of something like that when i was growing up but i wasn't it was just me solo in my room just learning by myself in a very dark room <laughs> so um it, it was great so that that's fantastic um i've actually written a this is a bit of a plug but um, i've actually written a blog post on how you can learn to code if you're a complete newbie and i've listed some of my favorite coding courses and coding resources there so i'll send you the link james if you want to pass that on but um yeah, i mean what did you think you were going to get any exposure out of this <laughs> you didn't come here to plug did you I'm just it for, for the kind of my heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's great um and just to correct it's codenewbie.org i just looked it up oh.org um, there you go. Yeah, all the links, like all the links will be in the in the description and like we'll have a big thing um at the end where you can like plug all your stuff to your heart's content. Oh great, amazing, because I could go on for days. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so i've actually written this blog post and it's really it's 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 quite good for anyone who who wants to start out in, in with learning how to code um and yeah quickly just in terms of what i'm doing right now so i did lots of front end when i was younger and then now i'm still doing lots of front end because i absolutely love I, there's a thrill that comes with front end development i swear oh, it's, it's, it's something uh, special about it, it. i don't know what yeah <laughs> It, it's amazing it's just it's just so satisfying i absolutely love it um but yeah right now i'm actually um moving towards more of the devops route so i recently um looked at um aws and all the other cloud computing uh platforms so aws is amazon web servers yes amazon. oh yeah sorry james yeah um, <laughs> amazon DevOps, devops is development and operations which is so, <laughs> so that is um it's more focused on um the maintenance and the infrastructure of a website so it's more um it's trying to so devops is oh my god i could go on about devops but um devops is <laughs> bridge it's trying to bridge the gap between development and the operations team so the ops guys are the are usually the people who um focus on uh maintaining the website and making sure that it's online and making sure that the code that is deployed is um is all is all okay and it's good to go for for a live website for production so um so yeah right now i'm in a platform services team and that's what they focus on so they focus on helping development teams with um with um, their deployments and you know making sure that their deployment mechanisms are um, as agile and as fast as they can be um and also working with the latest tech so aws and kubernetes and 
um, and Docker for um, ensuring that um, our workflow is just as fast as possible, really. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm learning. It's a whole different world because I don't, it's not, there's not a lot of front end to it. There's just a lot of logic and looking at your terminal, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 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 it's a lot of that but um it's it's a lot of fun and uh, i actually recently completed um an aws certification um so i am officially aws certified so you can ask me questions about it and i should know the answer to it but um it's <laughs> yeah it's a really good discipline yeah should uh, it's a really good discipline to get into if you're interested in um the other side uh, the other way um of the other bit of tech because i think a lot of people when they think of tech they think of like software engineering and you know i i was like that for the longest time but there's also different areas that you can get into um that are a bit different and i'm i'm really like i'm quite grateful that i have i've had this opportunity to experience like um the ops side and devops because it's it's such an interesting field and if um, if I wasn't on this graduate scheme, um, I wouldn't have known how how they work. So it's it's it's, it's such a good opportunity, and you know that I think DevOps is also a, an area that isn't very um, accessible that that much to newbies yet. But there are still lots of resources out there that's slowly growing. So one that I can yeah. point out already is uh, AWS newbies. Um, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's a great website but it's um created by my friend hero and she's um created this community for aws newbies and for anyone starting to get into the cloud um computing area of tech because yeah like i said it's not just software engineering so so yeah sorry that was a long-winded uh, <laughs> advice Try <laughs> I'll do my best. To, I'll do my best to distill it to something coherent. <laughs> um, James, I do go on. <laughs> so, in terms of, so if say someone's listening to this now, they want to get into coding, they know that they want a career in coding or programming. How can they, like, what's the best route for them to take to get uh, to get a job? Because um, it's one thing actually just learning yourself but to progress into a career is um you can't just like build a few websites and then apply um <laughs> to, to uh, a company like so should people so, so... sorry sorry go... oh okay um so for me i think um um like try and get as much well firstly learn learn as much as you can and then after that try and get your foot in the door by getting as much experience as you can um so for me when i was doing my biomedical science degree um i started realizing that uh, the tech world was something i wanted to go into so what i did was i i, I got in contact with a lot of uh, small businesses that did something related to tech um and I remember like just emailing like a bunch of them and asking if I could do a week of like shadowing a developer or um, just a week of general work experience. And it ended, I ended up getting quite a few and doing quite a few of them. And just having that on my CV was a really good way for me to show to employers that actually, even though I don't have a, um, a bio, I don't have a computer science degree or I'm not like, 
certi- certified in a way that's like technical um i can i have the um like passion and the drive to learn and be uh, and be part of like the um be part of the tech world so uh, my main advice would be to like keep learning um and then find ways to get your foot in the door by doing like work experience but also getting involved in things like um technical communities so for me um i feel like such an imposter saying this but basically when i was trying to get uh, when i was trying to get into tech um i did a lot i, I got involved in a lot of uh, technical communities so i went to hackathons i um I started teaching coding courses with a company called Code First Girls um, for for women. So I started do I started teaching it, and I ended up leading lots of the sessions and being like the lead instructor, which was such a good experience for me because I could. It was literally just two hours a week for eight weeks of me talking about CSS and how to center a div in CSS. So that was fantastic. <laughs> and this was this was before you had a job in in like yeah, this, coding or in tech. Yeah. This, yeah, this was before any, uh, be- before I got my full first full time job in in tech. It was just me like um, putting myself out there, so showing, uh, adding stuff onto my CV and showing employers that you know I'm not from a traditional background, but I am so passionate and I want to get into this um, in this industry. And you know, look what I can do. I can teach other people uh, other newbies like how to code i can um i i get part i take part in um hackathons where uh, i learn um more technical skills and knowledge and you know it was just stuff like that and when i when i finally got to the interviews um i just try i tried as much as i can as i could to like showcase how much how much I really wanted it, uh, but also how, um, even though I, I wasn't from a tech background, um, my volunteering experience and the work experience that I did um, gave me the like motivation to to apply. And I think like one of the biggest uh, feedback that I got from my recent interview uh, with the, with my current job was that um, even though they knew I didn't know everything, uh, they loved my enthusiasm and they loved how driven I was, and um, that that actually got me through. Uh, I like to think that that's what pushed me to get my first job <laughs> in tech. <laughs> like, not very like I, I wasn't super technical, but I was so enthusiastic. Like that, and yeah. I think that's what they they what what they wanted. Yeah, I think I see a lot of things on Twitter um, because I follow a lot of tech people. They say that um, they'll happily hire a a super passionate and less less experienced um, like junior developer um, because they they can see like the potential of growth and if someone really wants to learn. And um, I mean, that's not to say you should just go up to uh, (laughs) and go apply to Google with no experience and say you just really want it. Like, um, but yeah, I think it was great what you mentioned about like just getting real experience um, because people tend to get bogged down in like, what language should I learn? Is this the right thing to do? Like, I'm not good enough to get a job. Um, all of this, all these things. And like you'll probably be surprised uh, how little everyone else knows. <laughs> I think. Oh my um, like if, 
Yeah, definitely. I sit next to like some very talented engineers and I've met so many of them in during my time, um, you know, working full time um, in my company right now. And um, the amount people like Google on go on Stack Overflow for an answer is like, you know, most yeah. of our time is just Googling. It's it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think that's what makes a, a professional programmer is like someone who can, who knows the difference between like a pro and a junior is knowing what to Google to get help. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I think you've been like offered some great advice for people who are looking to get into coding um, because there's no matter what you're interested in, there's there's a position for you. Like you can start building some things pretty quickly with coding, with just HTML and CSS, which you could learn in um, like a couple of months really well yeah um, you can build a website and you can build any website almost and then you start adding javascript in and then you start getting into like all the back end stuff if you're into that and it, it's like opens up so many possibilities and so many worlds for you to explore it's like yeah. it's why so many people go to it after gaming i think because you can you're free to explore and learn and watch yourself grow and develop and there's real Definitely. like progress and it's yeah, yeah it's, it's so so rewarding while i don't really code much anymore i'm so glad that i learned how to do it and um, it's a valuable yeah, skill forever yeah it is but yeah just to wrap things up um well i need to go to bed and pauline probably has things to do on a saturday um maybe who knows just uh <laughs> uh yeah, so where can people find you? Like, what are you doing now? Have you got anything in the works? Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so people can find me mostly on social media. So I'm uh, Paulina on Twitter, which I will spell out for you while James can put it on the notes because it's really <laughs> complicated. Um, but I'm also on Instagram as paul.lean. Um, I also have uh, my blog that I mentioned, pauline.com. And you can view lots of my um, work on paulinenarvas.com. Um, and currently, and I've got... Paulines are spelled differently for those of you listening. Oh, uh, they are. I'm so some sorry. Some of them have a dot. Some of them have a U N U H at the end. Like we'll, they'll all be in the description. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to I'm trying to like just get Pauline right now, but it's such a struggle because other people beat me to the username. I would pay good money to get Pauline on Twitter, but <laughs> that's a whole different that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, so uh, this year I'm working on loads of different side projects, which I'm very excited to share with people. Most of them are. It's, it's quite on the hush hush for now but i'll let you know closer to the time so feel free just to follow me on social media to see what's happening but yeah lots of exciting things um i i think most of it's just um most of it's in related to tech but also related to just the just life in general and i'm just very excited about it and you know i, I can't wait to share it with people but but yeah just you follow also, me on social media you also get into public speaking like a bit oh yes um yes i'm doing um a lot more public speaking gigs this year um i have been doing a couple of them over over the last um 
couple of years but this year I want to specifically focus on blogging and the power of documentation and sharing your story so um so yeah I'll be doing lots of talks around the UK about that um but but yeah yeah like for those like if you don't know Pauline um she's got a bit of a reputation (laughs) for being like (laughs) the powerhouse of personal branding um at least in a lot of people I follow sorry i was gonna say uh by accident as well like my personal (laughs) accident but there you go (laughs) yeah so if you want a lesson in like how to market yourself and uh how to put yourself out there online make sure you go you follow pauline um because it's it's like i mean i'm terrible at that shit i've been wanting to do it for so long like putting myself out there on instagram and twitter and whatever and i just can't do it i don't think i'm meant to <laughs> i don't think i'm meant to you share know what? myself I, I think everyone has the potential to do it i think for me it was literally just an accident uh back then it wasn't like personal branding for me it was just literally um you know putting myself out there and making myself known uh it wasn't like nowadays you know you get like personal branding courses and all that stuff which is which is good i'm sure there's like lots of value from it but um at the end of at the end of the day like my you know whenever someone asks me how do you improve your personal brand i'm literally like just be yourself and i know that's like the <laughs> like most cringe worthiest like advice ever yeah. <laughs> it's so true it's like you just have to you just have to be yourself and i mean i don't have like a 100 page plan about how to improve my brand it's literally just me on the go being a bit wacky and crazy <laughs> just as the ideas <laughs> come and i'm just like let's do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the problem is like myself is too lazy to, <laughs> to do oh, that stuff that's, like, that's so I, think, becoming... I think quite driven yeah i think i'm just like obsessed with it but <laughs> yeah, so unless there's a, a need for me to be like really lazy and just post memes <laughs> which i think there is like somewhere there's, there's somewhere there's yeah. a branding aspect i can i can market myself but uh but yeah you're also um you're still involved with Code First Girls, right? Um, so I've actually stepped away from it for recently because, um, uh-huh. like, I've just ha- I've not had the time to do Code First Girls anymore. Um, I actually the last session I did was last summer. Um, I might try and pick it up again this this uh, this year, but I'm trying to find other ways to um, contribute to the tech community and to to newbies uh, this year. So that might be part of my secret projects, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um this shows how long i've like how long it's been since i was on twitter i digress like four thousand times <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's uh that's pauline i'll put all the the links i mean descriptions are always terrible on podcasts for terms of links they're always broken but you'll be able to find them like we'll be sharing them on social media uh so make sure you go and check around check out her work really she's a great writer um like i always find myself like <laughs> i see you post them on twitter I'm oh, like, thanks, cool. yeah sure i'll read it and then i'll see it like i keep reading and then click on another and keep reading and keep reading and like oh, yeah that's so, thank like, um so make sure you go and check that out but yeah thank you so much for coming on uh, it's been great to talk to you great to hear your story and your experiences I'm sure we'll have another episode 
sometime in the future if you're up for it <laughs> that sounds great i'm already keen let's record it right now <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't half 10 and i hadn't got to be in the gym by 7 a.m then oh sure yeah, great stuff, <laughs> James. thank you so much yeah no, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much pauline thank you thanks thanks again for listening to this episode of game the system the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends, or anyone you think could benefit, and don't forget to leave a review. It's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website. It's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope, and remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.